Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 16. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 16. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of faith, of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, for whom the whole body joined and knit together by every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Well, if you were here this morning, you heard that we have a special guest speaker this evening. Um, We're happy to welcome our brother Bill Garrett and his wonderful wife, Donna, to our congregation this evening. Bill is one of the members at the Lewistown congregation, uh, one of the congregations that we support through our missions efforts um, in Lewistown, Pennsylvania. Um, Bill is is one of the members there. Bill is not an, an elder at this time, but he has served as an elder twice um, in his life. He he became a Christian when he was age 14, and he has been married to his wife Donna uh, for 49 years, going on going on 50. Um, Bill is also responsible for um, uh, or a member of one of the boards of the Christian colleges in the north, and he also is um, uh, involved in Christian camps. Um, he is one of the main contacts that we have through the through the mission work that we do, um, and he helps us prepare and to plan our mission trips when we go up there. and And this year we'll be um, we'll be going up there again in March. And they've they've been working. He's been working with the brethren to get that prepared. So, um, Bill, we're glad that you're here and uh, come speak to us. Well, good evening. Now, I don't know if I'm, I guess I'm on, right? You're good? You got that all figured out? Okay. Because I'm, I, I don't do that too good. Um, yeah, as, as he, uh, Carrie said, we, we are very appreciative of the help and the things that, do I need to make that go? Did I get it? Okay. We're very appreciative of the help and things that you all give to us. You, um, we're a very small congregation, okay? Our church would fit on these first four pews right here. That's the front ones included, you know? So we're, we're a little group, but, but God has blessed us. We're in a mission field. Uh, we're one of the churches within about an I mean, if I drove an hour and a half from here, would you hit more than one congregation? You'd hit a lot of congregations, right? Well, we, we only have just one that's reasonably close to us, being about an hour or an hour and a half away. So we have a lot of work to do in the Northeast, and God has blessed us. 
put a little picture up there. That was our biggest attendance we ever had, you know, and sojourners were there. We had all kinds of visitors from out of town, and so God blessed us richly with that. This next slide I put up here just to introduce you. We have a full-time minister that has just started. This shows you a little bit about our financial condition, and we appreciate you all helping there. You can see that our uh, Charles and Ilona are our ministers. He will be graduating this fall from Sunset. Uh, he's exchanged and doing it over the internet and things. And uh, we, we contribute about, you know, 40-ish thousand towards our work there. We have expenses of 35 plus the minister. So he only gets, Mike, what is that, about 4,000 you get, right? Or no. Yeah, I forgot. I just forgot his name, Andy. I was going to pick on Andy, but I put the wrong name on that. So, you know, 4,000, that's what you get a year, right? So we, we have, with your help, have been able to continue to have a full-time minister there, which is a big help to us. Um, one of the things that we need, and for those of you who are planning to come, and I know, I know Roy will be able to help with this. That's the web page and all the Internet stuff. But... Uh, <laughs> Uh, we, that's one area where we could use some help. Uh, we have some challenges with air conditioning and boiler, too, which you don't appreciate because you have a nice building and things. We have a great big building God's blessed us with. Um, when we first uh, started there, I just wanted to show you how, about how far away you are. You're about 1,560 miles from us. But I realize we're your only U.S. mission you know, other than your work here. So God's blessing us, allowing you to bless us with your attendance to come and be a part of uh, the work that's going on there. And you all are planning to be up there coming March the 8th. That's pretty quick. We'll get home just a few days before you get there. So that's about how far away it is. When we started there, we were in a little warehouse. And this is just to kind of give you a picture of who we are. We had a small group there. And we were able to purchase this 22,000 square foot building that is fully paid for. We worked out an arrangement where we were able to own that. And so God's blessed us with that. You have also, we were given another church building this past fall. And that's the small building in the bottom right hand corner. So God is blessing us. We are trying to sell the bigger building and uh, have just recently put that on the market. We went through this about two years ago so that we could maybe relocate to a more uh, building that's, you know, our, our building seats about 450 people very comfortably, and we have 30 there on our good days. So it's a challenge for us to maintain it, and that's part of it. We've shut some of the building down, and this is all just to get you a little history of what's going on there. Lewistown is a pretty rural area. We have in the community itself here, this is our basically the whole city of Lewistown that you can see here. And in our whole rural area there, we have about 10,000 souls. So the, the in, downtown area is about 7,000, and then we have some folks around it. But you can see from the pictures that, you know, it's a pretty rural area, but we have a river that runs through it. Some little bit of factories are, are the town is decreasing in size uh, with people and factories moving out. So it's tough there. We have a lot of uh, unemployment in our community. We're at about 24% unemployment in our community. So 
those create challenges as we try to reach out to people. Um, this is the front of the building. You know, uh, we have our mission there as a Lewistown Church using the Bible as our sole authority is to show God's love by serving the community, leading them to obey Jesus, and strengthening the church family. And then Matthew 28, you know, to go and make disciples of all men. That's our challenge. And the hard part is going. So some of you are going to come to us, so that's going to be a big help for us. And there's a lot of things that we are doing to accomplish that, and I'll leave this so you guys can look at that in detail. But we, we are striving, and I had the ability to retire in the, right at the end of this year, so I'm going to be uh, working pretty hard to try to help strengthen our congregation there and to reach into our community. This year, we're going to really concentrate on the youth. We have no children, no youth at the church. And so we live in a community. We're right downtown, and there's kids everywhere. We have kids that climb on our roof, and I mean, they're everywhere. They're doing all kinds, and we have a great opportunity. So this year, we're going to be focused on that. Almost time to reset. Okay, I don't know what that means. But I want to talk to you today, and if you have questions about Lewistown or things, you can ask me. I'll be happy to share as much information on what's going on there as you want. But I, I thought it would be appropriate, you all are looking to add some elders, which is a great thing. Uh, God has blessed you with a lot of men and families that can serve here. But I, I, I want to go through some things that talk about unity and all working together. You know, and we live, those of you who have been up there, we live in an Amish community, right? When you think Amish, you think of, man, they're all working, they're going to get the job done. There's no foreman on that job. They all just know what to do, and they're all working at it. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, you know, we're, there's a description of a body, and all the body works together. Well, as a church, we want to all work together. You know, and, and you are a part of us. That's a great blessing for us. We know that you're praying for us. We know that you care about us. You know, I get little things all the time from people here that uh, encourage us as we work and serve there. So, you know, when we look at this, what is your vision for Graber Road here? Obviously, you have one. You're, you're, all your elders are working on that. You know, what's your vision for us? All the way up in Lewistown. you got a vision. Somebody does because you're helping us to accomplish our vision and our mission there and reaching the community for the Lord. Now, you all know, now this is for George, that's why I put this up here. See, I love the outdoors, and if you don't know that, you're going to learn that about me. I love the outdoors. And there's a moose in that picture, and there are two wolves trying to get that moose. Right now, for those of you who've never seen a moose, they're about this big from the floor up here, right? And it's a big job to take a moose down. And we learn, though, that when we try it by ourselves to accomplish what God wants us to do, we can accomplish what we need to do. But as a church family, it is very, very important that we all work together. You know, there's a scripture there in Ecclesiastes 4. It talks about two are better than one. If one falls in the ditch, you got somebody to help you get out of there, right? And down here, you got that caliche clay, man. You get in that, you're going to be stuck. You need help to get out of there. Well, that's the, what I want you to get a picture of here. 
And I, I pick wildlife because you, you get, it's just down to earth when you think of wildlife. That, those wolves want more than anything to get that moose because that's going to help sustain them, right? Well, I want us to think about how much do we commit ourselves to want to accomplish what the Lord has in store and has in mind for us? What is, what is your vision? What is your image? And you go on here. Now there's a few more, okay? You look at that same picture. There's that moose. He's down there in the trees, and there's a whole bunch of them coming. And this is each one of those wolves has a specific task, just like we read there. God appointed each person for a specific job, and you each have an ability that God has given to you. And when we put it all together and work together, we're going to accomplish what God wants from Graber Road and from Lewistown and as we reach out to this whole community. So the more we have working together, the more successful we're going to be. Right back to the one or two wolves, they're going to have a tough time. You get the whole pack on them, that guy doesn't stand a chance, right? So I wanted to put another passage up here for us to look at. And some of you know that my favorite passage and one of my favorite pictures is that one little picture up there that's a Tower of Babel. You know, and in there, you know why I like that? Because it talks about asphalt, right? Asphalt, building the bricks together and stick to the, I'm in the asphalt. I was in the asphalt business my whole life, you know? So I, I like that part about the asphalt. But what I really like is when you read this, okay, and I hope you all can see that, you know, when you look at this passage that's here, these are one people in Genesis chapter 11. Now, who's saying this? The Lord said, behold, the people are one people, and they all have the same language, and this is what they began to do. Now, look at these words I underlined. Now, nothing, what's that include? That's everything. Nothing which they imagined, right? What do you imagine? But nothing that they imagined to do will be impossible for them. Now, this is why this is my favorite passage. A lot of good passages in the Bible. This one makes me, as I look at trying to accomplish things for the Lord, these people were doing something God didn't want. He didn't want that tower. He, he went down and confused their languages. So they couldn't finish the tower. But what does he say they're going to do? If they all work together, nothing that they imagine to do is going to be impossible for them. So suppose we're all working to accomplish what God wants rather than what God doesn't want. Do you think he's going to support us and help us through that? God's going to bless us. God is with us to accomplish what he desires. And I want you to look at that passage. I put the first word up there, unity. They were all one people. They were all thinking the same, all working together for a common cause. Well, that's what we're doing here, isn't it? That's what we're doing as we leave here and we go into our communities. You know, and God had to go confuse their languages. They were communicating really well. You know, and for you elders that are here and your new elders that are coming in, communication is real important. And if you don't think so, you just play the little chain game one time and I'll tell her and she'll tell her and tell her and tell her and tell her. And, tell her, and the elders won't even know what they announced. 
when it gets to the last person in that group, right? So communication is very important, and God uses it here. He says, you all have the same language. And then the plan and the purpose. They all knew what the plan was. They all were working on it together. Well, when we know what God wants from us, you know, and we go, I go back to our mission statement of Matthew 28. God wants us to, the very first word in that, those verses is to go. Okay, all the rest of that doesn't make any difference if we sit at home, right? These people were working hard together to accomplish this. So that, that part of it is to start, to begin to accomplish what God wants. And then it says that nothing that they imagine to do will be impossible for them. Well, that's a huge statement for me. When I think about that and I think that I'm doing what God wants and I'm trying to do that with all my heart, and God's going to be with me because he wants us to be successful at helping the community here in Rosenberg to know the Lord, the community in Lewistown to know the Lord. And so as we work to accomplish that, God is going to be with us. Um, you know, I put a, another little picture up here of the wolves. Now they got them all down because they all work together. And they're on them. Things are happening there, right? And I'm sorry if you don't like this kind of thing, but it, it's a pretty clear picture of how you accomplish things, right? And I, I put the word vision up there because that was one of the things that those people at the Tower of Babel, they had a vision of completing that. And God said, they're going to complete it, and i got to step in and stop it. Well, here he is. These wolves are going to complete this. And a vision is a clear mental image of a desired future. So do you have a good picture of where this church is going to be in two or three years? You know? You got that? Is it clear? Is it there? Are we all working together to get that? Okay. I would tell you those wolves, they have a clear mental picture of what they're doing. Everyone had a job, and they got it done, and they're going to get something done here. Well, what is our picture of that? And in Proverbs, it says, and I can't read way back there, so I'm going to turn around here. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So God has put in our hearts, and Bob Payne, we're going to go see him. He preaches, here's my heart, right? This is your heart. You get that, right? Because your mind is what controls your heart. So when you think about this, as a man thinks, that's what we're going to be. So, And that's woe man, too, by the way. It's not just men. Right? That's everybody. As we think in our hearts, so will we be. And then greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. So don't let the devil get in there and make you think that you're nothing. You can't do anything for God. Yes, you can. God has a plan for you. You need to find it and put it to work in your life. And then in Philippians 4, I can do and here's all our word again. It's like that nothing word back there in Genesis. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So there's no reason for you to say, well, I can't do anything. No, God gave every one of us abilities. And we need to find what our best ability is and put it to work. And you find your best ability by trying all the different things that God's blessed you with. Right? And we all work together. So it's important that everybody is working together as a family here, if you think of that. 
and you're supporting and, and challenging us, you know, as you come and visit with us, you learn a little bit about our group of our family there. And it's no different than the family here. You know, in, in most every church, and I put this up here because we have some new members. We got some lukewarm. You don't have any lukewarm here, I know. Carnally minded, fearful about what's going to happen. Sinful. Oh, we have sinners in the church. You know, God, God doesn't want them to be sinners. He wants that to be gone. And his son died for that. You know, we have some that maybe doubt our belief, some that are weaker, some that are like the tares, some that are maybe even indifferent. But in each church, we have a lot of challenges. And, and for your new elders that are looking to be placed here and for the existing elders, this is probably one of the real challenges you face. There's all different people here with all different kinds of thoughts and ideas. But the struggle is if we all have the same vision and we all have the same mind towards accomplishing what God wants, we're unstoppable. That's from God. That's not from your elders. That's from God. He's saying that. You're, not, you're unstoppable. Nothing is impossible for us as we go forward. So just to keep that in your thought process as we go. You know, this is another one of my passages that I really appreciate. It's in Philippians chapter 2. And when you look at the words that are here, and I think I have the path, okay. We're to conduct ourselves in a worthy manner of the gospel of Christ so that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I will hear that you, that you are standing firm in one spirit, one mind, okay, striving together for the faith of the gospel in no way alarmed by your opponents, which is a sign of destruction for them, but of salvation for you, and that too from God. For to you it has been granted for Christ's sake, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. Experience the same conflict which you saw in me and now hear in me. Therefore, if there is any encouragement in Christ, if there is any consolation of love, if there is any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and compassion. Now this is Paul writing, he's saying, make my joy complete. And how are we going to make his joy complete? And he says, my joy is going to be complete because we are all of the same mind towards the task that's before us. Right? And we're not thinking... Make my joy complete, being the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in the spirit, intent on one purpose. And here's where a lot of times we start to drag ourselves down. We get selfish. It says do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind regard one another as more important than themselves. Okay, so now we're back to this whole group idea. How do we get along in a group? How are we going to be united in the things we do? Well, I'm going to put your interests above mine. You notice it doesn't say you have no interest. You know, don't look out for your own stuff. No, it doesn't say that. He's saying you put others before you. Okay? And that's, that's hard to do because, you know, I, I like myself. <laughs> and I, I like things that I like. And some of the things you like, I probably don't like. And I don't want to go to a basket weaving class. 
right? I, I would go hunting with Giorgio. We'd go up there and shoot some deer. That'd be great. But but we each have our abilities. But he is here. God, Paul is telling us through the spirit that we learned about this morning that we need to be paying attention to the needs of others. We have to look towards that. If we're going to be united, if we're going to all work together to accomplish a task, I have to put your needs above mine, and we're going to get along. You know, if, if every time there was a problem, you always got what you want, would that make you happy? Only if it was what God wanted. <laughs> Sometimes we can be selfish in that area too. And it says, don't merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others, and have that attitude which was also in Christ Jesus. So Jesus had this attitude of thinking how to be together. Now, I know there's some cooks here, because I've eaten at some of your homes, and I've had you cook in my house. So I, I look at commitment, you know, and you look at breakfast, right? Bacon and eggs, we like that. Okay, and we look here, we're devoted to one another in Romans. Okay, we abound in our love for one another. We're fervent in our love for one another. Notice how that's just a growing pattern of how we're going to love. Now, that isn't this kind of love. That isn't it. This is talking about agape love, where I put the interest of others regardless of what they're needing, right? I'm, I'm going to do what's best for you regardless. That's how parents do it, isn't it? You know, the kid, kids don't eat, and we, you know, want them to eat, right? They don't, they don't want to go to bed, and we want them to go to bed. We don't, they don't want to do homework. Right? If they were all in there, I'd say, how many even love homework? I bet you there wouldn't be very many hands go up. But they have to do these things, okay? So I want us to think about this, this attitude of loving one another, and it takes a commitment. And I put here, if you think about the animals that are doing this, you think about breakfast, okay, the chicken, what? You know, you think about the chicken. He's a contributor, right? we got a lot of people that are willing to contribute and help a little bit, right? But how about that pig? That man's, he is fully committed to what's going to happen. And we, you think about that, and that's, that's kind of a silly example. But God wants us fully committed. He wants your heart and your mind committed so that you can accomplish what his plans are for this community here. It's not something that you can do alone. It's not something that he expects you to do alone. He expects his church to be the light in the community. He expects you to be the light in your community, where you live, where you work, where you go, buy your groceries. Be committed. You know, and I look at that as I look at these wolves again. As a man thinks in his heart, that's who he is. Matthew 20 says, But whoever wishes to become great among you shall be the servant. Whoever wishes to be first among you shall be your slave. And so when you think of accomplishing a task here and helping this community to know the Lord, God's counting on you to do that. And he's put lots of tools in the church's hands, and you are the tools. You are what God can use to accomplish what he wants for this community. And you know what? He's counting on it. You know, there's not another plan B out there. Plan A doesn't work. That's you going to your neighbors. That's you doing what you need to do to your friends, to your family, to help them know the Lord. And he's counting on you to do that. 
And he doesn't, he doesn't have another plan that he's all of a sudden is going to change, things are going to come. No, his word's true, and he's counting on you. He's counting on me to take this message. So, you know, I guess I ask the question, in our hearts, are we as committed as these wolves? What happens if those wolves don't get anything to eat? They're going to die, right? Well, are we going to die if we don't accomplish what the Lord wants? Think about that a minute. You know, we all look at this. I got this, baby. This is expensive. Okay, and I'm not going to die because I don't have food, right? But if I didn't have food, I would be in apparel, right? Well, we need to think about the food that God is putting before us and the things that he wants us to accomplish. And all of us working together can accomplish great things for our Savior and for the one who gave his life and died on the cross and washed away our sins, took them away. You know, somebody that was willing, Jesus was willing to give of his life to save us. So I just put this up here. We thank you, you know, for what you're doing. We pray that you would keep us in your prayers. We try to, on a regular basis, pray for you and your work here and the service that you're rendering to us. God blesses us with you. And uh, you're part of what is making Lewistown successful in reaching the community where we are. And I pray that you are successful as you work to reach the community here in Rosenberg. You know, if you uh, have been studying with some of the brothers and sisters here and know about Jesus and you've got Jesus on your heart and you want to change your life and be a part of the team that's here, that's working and serving. And God doesn't call it a team. He calls it a family where everybody has a part in the family. We're all part of God's family. Seems like there's a song like that. Right, Andy? I think that you're a song guy. I'm not. So but we're all part of God's family, and God wants you to be a part of his family. And the church is here to help you accomplish that in any way you want. If you're not a Christian, God's got his arms open. Jesus is there. Come on. Come on. We, we love you. We want you to be a part of the family of God. And if you have that in your heart tonight, we can help in any way. Why don't you please come as we stand and sing.